everyone. Thank you for joining us. You are now tuned in to Trish Chat, a series that promotes meaningful dialogue around identity, culture, and real-life stories. We are your hosts, Steph and Jess, and everything you'll hear in our episodes are based on personal experiences. Make sure to tune in every Monday to hear our latest episodes. Hi, everybody. My name is Steph, and I am here with Jess. Welcome to Trish Chat. Um, today we have a very, very special guest, Nicole. Nicole, thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. Um, and I'm going to read a short bio um, about Nicole before we start, just so that you can um, all get a sense to uh, get a chance to know her before we we begin. So Nicole is a disabled transgender woman from the San Francisco Bay Area. She was born with a condition that caused her right leg to be amputated, eventually going on to become a three-time silver medalist sprinter at the U.S. National Paralympic Championships. Later in life, she came to terms with her gender identity and made the decision to transition to living as an open transgender woman. She currently works as a recruiting coordinator at Lyft, a place that provided her a safe space that otherwise didn't exist early in her transition. Because of her positive experience at Lyft, she has since become an activist for increased support around safe and inclusive spaces for the disabled and transgender communities. So, thank you so much for joining us because I think that we mentioned, I think we, we have actually done a poor job of, mention, of mentioning the disabled community and those that are differently able. Yeah. Um, so we need to do a better job of that, but we have definitely mentioned the, the transgender community a lot. Um, but I think it's also important to have the voice of someone within that community to, to speak versus, you know, us yeah. kind of like advocating on your behalf. So yeah. I really value your perspective um, yeah. in being here. So thank you for that. Yeah, thank, thank you, you for, for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm honored to be honest, to be able yeah. to share my story. It's amazing. Um, so we kind of started off with like a very broad question, but I think mm-hmm. it helps us like uh, get to the to the more uh, pointed questions later. And, and the first question is, um, tell us about your journey towards discovering your identity. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. So. I've known most of my life that something was off. You know, I, I want to say I was like maybe six years old when I started having this, this like feeling that I wish I would have been a girl. Um, I would pray about it at night, you know, just little things. Um, and it would come and go. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't, I was self-aware, but I compartmentalized really well, yeah. you know. Um, and I think, actually, I should probably start even before that. So like being born with the condition I was born with, um, meant that like right off the bat I was had an amputation and they essentially you know didn't know what it was going to look like as I as I got older and there's not yeah. really like one way to deal with the um the disability that I, I was born with um yeah. and just for the record it's known as PFFD so proximal femoral focal deficiency okay. kind of a mouthful I know yeah um but essentially I have like parts of my right leg still like it looked normal at birth yeah. until something was off and they realized I was missing a couple bones um, and my femur wasn't fully formed, yeah. um, and my knee wasn't fully formed. So it wasn't going to grow at the same pace as my other leg. So what mm. they decided to do was amputate the foot, um, and then they had to go in to, to reconstruct the hip, which they did. Mm. Um, and that was I had that all done before I was three years old. Oh wow! So it's all I know, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's really like because I was I was born this way. Yeah. Um, from a young age, like it 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 taught me to understand like that I was different. Like, I remember, I want to say I was probably about five. This is actually a pretty vivid memory. And I remember 
it was before they called it like PE, right? When you're in first kindergarten, they don't call it that. Right. But we were at recess and they had us like out actually being like physical and running around. And I remember I wasn't able to keep up with all my, my peers. And um, I remember being so frustrated that I started crying. And my, my teacher like asked what was wrong. And like I couldn't put it into words really. Yeah. So I, um, I held it in. I got home and I ended up telling my mom about it. She's like, you know, honey, what's wrong? Why are you crying? And I was like, when am I going to be like everyone else? And she said the best thing she could have said, which was like, well, you're not. That's like, okay. You know, yeah. like you can do whatever you put your mind to. Like she just said all the right things. Um, so I knew from a young age that I was different. I realized it. But um, it took me a long time to really like, accept that I was different. Yeah. Um, you know, at the same time, like parallel to all these things, I was post-raged and I, not super overly religious, but like. We actually went pretty regularly, and I was affected pretty heavily by being involved in church. Mm. But I, for whatever reason, I developed a lot of shame around, like, just my identity and just, like, yeah. learning who I was as a person. Um, so these things, three things coming together, like, led me to, you know, my, my preteen years, essentially. And as soon as I had my first exposure to anything that was, like, substance, whether it be, yeah. you know, drinking, smoking, mm-hmm. um, I... I went at it, you know, and yeah. I realized very quickly that it was fun and it was, it was what I wanted to do. So yeah. like all the time I wanted to like be social and go mm-hmm. to parties and, yeah. you know, get high and, um, you know, it was, it was fun, but I wasn't developing, you know, I, I wasn't like psychologically or emotionally like maturing. Yeah. So I went through that most of my life where I had periods where I would, um, you know, I'd use pretty heavily and it was never to the point where I didn't, I couldn't like function in my life, yeah. so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was always, you know, it was still not, it was still not okay. Yeah. You know? um, and then I kind of get into this period where I like feel guilty about it. And then I'd feel this like calling back to like, you know, like a stronger faith in my life. Mm-hmm. And I, I just cycle, I just go over and over. Um, and I want to say that lasted from, 14-ish to probably about 27. Mm-hmm. So a while. Um, yeah. and, you know, it wasn't always, like, substances that I know myself with. It yeah. was even, I mean, even things that were, like, positive. Like, for example, I had, as you mentioned, I was a Paralympic athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, when I got into sprinting, um, that was a period where, like, I kind of had my stuff together for a few years. Yeah. Um, but I could, it consumed me. Like, I, I still wasn't, like, actually... Mm-hmm. You know, like dealing with what it meant to be Nicole. Like a numbing. You know? a yeah, numbing. yeah, it's still liquid numbing, you know. Yeah. So you see athletes that are super successful and then when they like retire, their life goes to shambles. It's because they actually probably weren't ever dealing with their stuff because yeah. like they were able to just like, their identity was in there in sports, you know, but yeah. Yeah. it only lasts for so long. Yeah. Um, so I ended up, I, I met somebody, um, I want to say, I, was, I think it was 27, 26, 27, um, and she like had her stuff together. Like mm-hmm. she had a great job and I was like, cool, it's time for me now. Like I didn't finish school. I was working in the family business, mm-hmm. which I, I love to do, but <clears throat> I was ready for a change. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started like challenging myself to do these things. I, we got serious and it was the first time, like without her realizing that like I had accountability. I yeah. knew, I knew it, but she didn't you know, realize that like, she was that much of an accountability partner to me. Yeah. And I started to experience like anxiety and I had OCD that started flaring up and I didn't know what it was really at the right. time. You know, it was kind of like, why am I not sleeping anymore? Like, why do I always feel on edge? I'm like, I'm uncomfortable. What is going on? Mm-hmm. And I got really bad and she started to worry about me. So she, at her urging, I um, started going to therapy. Yeah. 
um, as well as being introduced to meditation from a friend. And those two things put me on this like path to where I'm at now. It's like the wildest ride, basically. Yeah. Because they like. Were you open to it? I was. Like, I was they... because you're so desperate. I feel like yeah. when, you, when you're like in that kind of pain, uh-huh. you're so desperate. I was like physical, like chronic pain because I wasn't sleeping well and I right. had really bad like chronic fatigue syndrome. Yeah. Um, and you know, you just like you'll try anything at that yeah. point. And mm-hmm. so I was like, sure, like why not? Like for the meditation part, the science shows the therapy part. I was like, it can't hurt. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So I ended up um, starting to go to therapy as well as um, meditating and like to do things together with this like amazing combination because. You know, I have this space at therapy. I've been really lucky with a good therapist. I didn't have to look around, which is yeah. great. Mm-hmm. So I had this amazing space. And then I also started, like, becoming more self-aware through meditation and being more mindful. Yeah. And, like, starting to apply those things together. Like, I started thinking about things I never thought about before. And having yeah. someone to talk to about in a safe space that, like, I mean, to question things about myself. And yeah. I got to the point where I, I basically woke up and realized one day that the only reason I was who I was was because of the life I was born into. I never really, like, challenging mm-hmm. questions for myself, which was really, like, at that point I was, like, deep like I was engaged to this person like we had this whole life like we were super involved in our church and um I was like I need to reset like I don't know if this is gonna work yeah um I was it's funny because I woke up that day I remember and I I just like had this freeing feeling like I felt like I was in front of this like vast like unexplored frontier and I was like so excited to explore it and like then I'm like oh wait everything around me like can I explore this right now like one foot was still in the box right Mm -hmm. yeah um, so I like left our church, which was like a, a huge blow. Like she was like, what was happening right now? Yeah. I was, I wasn't talking to her about it. I kept it all to myself. Yeah. Um, and then we started going to, to therapy and, and trying to work it out. And, um, you know, going to therapy made me realize that just, I just basically, I would always have one fit in the box, you know, mm. and I, as much as I loved her and still love her and care about her that like, yeah. I, I had to. I had to like break away to find myself essentially. So um, we ended up breaking off the engagement and within like a month, like these thoughts I've had in my whole life came back again. And it's always been like, I'll go more into like, go back into like the Mm -hmm. gender identity Mm -hmm. Um, from a young age. Like it would come and go. And from a very, very young age, it was more just like this feeling like I wished I was a girl. And then as you get older and you start to like go through puberty, it's, yeah. it's a sexual aspect to it as well. Right. Yeah. So like this idea that like, I wish I'd been a woman cause like sex that way. Yeah. And, um, it was really, you know, complicated. And I thought I, I thought it was weird. I just thought, I, you know, the internet was like still just becoming a thing. I was yeah. born in 86. So like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we had it, but it wasn't what it is today. Yeah. You know? So I, I just kind of compartmentalized it. You know, I'd find, things on the internet and like think it's like oh I'm, I'm just weird i read about weird stuff and i like leave it yeah mm-hmm. and then i want to say in my like maybe early 20s i came across my first like trans person online as i started becoming more you know talked yeah. about people realized oh like we're all like we all feel this way you know yeah. this is actually a thing um and i was like blown away i was like oh, oh my god like that's what the heck like what mm-hmm, i was yeah. just so i didn't know the words for it i was so confused mm-hmm. But I never like thought I was trans as I was seeing this stuff. I was always fascinated by it. And I was also like, like a huge, like every time I heard someone say anything about like the trans community, I was always yeah. like defend them, you know? Yeah. But like, I always was like, well, I'm not trans, you know? I just, yeah. Yeah. For whatever reason. And oddly enough, it actually came up one time in my relationship with my, with my ex. We, um, really? Yeah. Without getting into like too many specifics, she, we were talking about just like different role playing things. And I, I mentioned that, um, 
I was like, yeah, I'd, I'd like be interested in trying. I'm like, different role playing with gender. And she was like, wait, what does that mean you're transgender? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. I'm not trans. I was like, yeah. no, I don't think so. Um, and I kind of dropped it, you know? Mm. And mm-hmm. it even came up in therapy, oddly enough, before I come to terms with it too, because I wow. mentioned it. And my therapist was like, well, you want to talk about Like, let's pull out the manual and see what it says about gender dysphoria. It was like, you can try, but like, we don't need to. And we just kind of like wrote it off, brushed it off. Huh. Yeah. So we broke up. This thought popped back up again that I really, 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 really wanted to be a woman. Yeah. And um, I started like, is y'all like looking at this? Like I'm in front yeah. of this, like frontier, like I mentioned. Like, and yeah. Let's let's like let's explore. Like, why not? Mm-hmm. So I started talking to my therapist about it. I, I started a new therapist, um, and um, she encouraged me to like look into it. So I started researching it and looking more into different communities on the internet. And like, mm-hmm. like it opened my eyes so much. And like seeing these like these pictures and reading people's stories it made me realize very quickly like no that's me mm. like all the stuff they're saying i relate with like so wait maybe i am transgender yeah and then it's like what do i do with that <laughs> you know so yeah. um yeah i mean i definitely at the time like I, I had no idea where to turn um i ended up coming out to a couple of people i was like really close with that like hey there's something here yeah I don't, I don't even remember what i said exactly i think i said something along the lines of like oh like i want to try cross-dressing more but like i didn't know like mm-hmm. the, i didn't have the right you terminology the yeah yeah and then like as i started to like read about it more and just kind of just like think on it more talk to my therapist about it more i like i realized very quickly i was like no no this is so right that i don't really feel the need to like waste time to try to like yeah. you know which is like some people might disagree with that. My, my parents certainly did at first. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I just started coming out to people. I was like, yeah, I'm transgender. Like, I am going to do something about it, too. Um, and I was very strategic initially. I made sure it was people that would support me. Yeah. Because yeah. Um, I think it's really, I mean, it is. I don't think it is really important to have a strong community. Yeah. Transition or no transition. Um, so I came out to people I knew would support me. I had cousins that I knew were, like, allies and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And um, then I started having the rough conversations. I came out to my family, which was really difficult. Um, and you know my friends and throughout the way i've had for the most part support you know mm-hmm. i've had a lot of people that like have come back around yeah you know i was able to give them some space and some time mm-hmm. and, it, and it ended up being a really good thing mm-hmm. um but it was really tough yeah and transition is like by far the hardest thing i've ever done in yeah. my life and it forces you to think about things you wouldn't have thought about when it comes to gender and just who you are and um you know what people mean to you you know yeah um which is really something that like we I think we take for granted mm-hmm. that people just in general we know we go on with our lives and do our thing and um yeah so it's just really really wild crazy experience and um you know the thing about transitioning is you don't it takes time physically to start yeah. like seeing the changes mm-hmm. so that is very frustrating too because you can tell somebody that you're transgender but since they don't see you any differently, it's mm. hard for them to wrap their head around it. Mm. So a lot of times they won't do anything about how they treat you. Um, it's just really hard because it's like you're looking for all the help you can get in that moment. Mm-hmm. And if they're not willing to like go out of their way to be there for you, it's really difficult. Mm-hmm. So um, I had people that were able to go out of their way to help, which was yeah. great. Um, a lot of people that didn't. And I went through probably a good... I had been out for a year. I've been on hormones for like six months. That's when I really, really, really realized I needed to change. Like I had this yeah. moment. Like hormones are like crazy with the dude in your body. Like mm-hmm. so crazy. Like I like have shape now. And I have to 
boobs and like it's just yeah. so it's so crazy <laughs> mm-hmm. um but you know you do like a psychological like emotionally like you feel different yeah and, and you have to kind of like learn how to um navigate that again it's like going through puberty again yeah basically like in a different way yeah um so i remember there was a point where um, i had a conversation with some people that was really really rough and i remember coming home i had my own apartment at the time and i got home and i just like i bawled myself i like sobbed i was like it was a cry that I had yeah. probably never even had before. Yeah. Um, and in that moment, I realized, like, I was I was still compartmentalizing things. Yeah. Um, especially when it came to people accepting me. And, um, you know, I, I just realized I, I didn't have the full support that I needed. Mm-hmm. And I was ready to make some more changes in my life to figure out what that was. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things was, excuse me, um, trying to find a new job or to the family business, which was, I did it for like 10 years. It was great. Like mm-hmm. I loved working with my family. It was, yeah. I, drove, I drove a tow truck for like a long time. I dispatched. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. like really cool. Like yeah. I helped people and I was outside. Yeah. It was great. But you know, that industry is, is um, definitely a little more masculine, full of toxic masculinity, unfortunately. <laughs> um, and you know, and just being with family, especially during transition, it's just tough. And, yeah. You know, while they like, Verbally supported me. It's still a really tough place to be. Yeah. Um, so I decided to leave. I started applying. Well, I didn't make the announcement yet. I was strategic. I, uh, <laughs> I started applying to places first. Um, and then I heard back from Lyft. So, yeah. which is so funny because, like, I just figured I'd, like, aim high. Like, so I, I worked, I was driving tow trucks, okay? Like, I didn't have a ton of experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't get my degree. Um, I had some schooling, but not, not, not a lot. Yeah. And, um, I just started applying to entry-level jobs, and Lyft was one of them. I know I made sure my resume, like, I mentioned my Paralympic stuff just yeah. to, like, make sure I can stand out. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, like, they would just pass through my resume, no, no question. Um, and I actually heard back. I was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. And at the yeah. time, I, like, think about transitioning is, is it's so different for each person in terms of, like, when they decide to, like, go by the name that they choose, if, if they choose a new name. Yeah. And it's a very kind of, like, sacred thing, so you can, like, pick a name that like suits you that you have yeah. a choice over and it's like a chance to like start new and like I knew I was going to go with Nicole mm-hmm. yeah you just knew that I knew because my my mom always said when I was a kid I was going to be um Nicholas or Nicole so it was always one of the other yeah. yeah so it was always really special and I like the fact that I remembered that every time I heard it it was always yeah. like oh really yeah so um so yeah so I I went with Nicole obviously yeah um but I, I wasn't I hadn't like made that like full jump to start like living as Nicole like all the time it was just yeah. kind of like a my comfortability was like starting to grow and I had yeah. to do it more um and then I I got you know <clears throat> her back from Lyft excuse me <clears throat> her back from Lyft and um made it to the interview went on site and it was I was in this really rough spot because I'm like okay I don't fully feel confident in my identity as a transgender woman but I also don't feel like man at all yeah. especially now that i started to explore my gender mm-hmm. um so like how do i interview you know and it was really it was really tough i ended up yeah. choosing interview as like a man as nick and it was so uncomfortable like i, I mean i did well in my interview thankfully i mean yeah. I a job but um i went it was the last time i've ever worn like a suit essentially wow. yeah and it was, i was so uncomfortable it didn't even fit me anymore like i lost weight i was like yeah. healthy and mm-hmm. I remember thinking I felt so silly in what I was wearing, which I used to like like it because I used to like dressing up, you know. Yeah. And it was just it was it was wild, and I um, I did well in the interview. Thankfully, I got the job, and like as soon as I got my offer letter, I literally signed it, 
called my recruiter and was like, by the way, like I'm transgender, I go by Nicole, she her pronouns, and they were just like, okay, cool. And as soon as like that was the response, I knew like, okay, yeah. this is gonna be good for me. It's yeah. gonna be really good. Yeah. So I get to Lyft, um, and I didn't I didn't really like look like a woman to a lot of folks yet because my yeah. hair was still kind of short. And I didn't like you know, going through puberty, right? Like, think about even a teen, you're trying to get your style. It was like that yeah, kind of thing again. So, yeah. like, I just wore all kinds of random things. That, like, <laughs> looking back, I was like, what was I thinking? Yeah. Um, and uh, I got, yeah, I got the job. I started. And right away, people would just accept me for who I was. It, like, it wasn't even a question. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't have to ever really worry about that. Like, it was the first yeah. time I could, like, use the right restrooms and have the right, you know, pronouns mm-hmm. and the right my identity be respected on, like, a regular day-to-day basis. And I could focus on my job. Yeah. You know, which is like, that's what everyone should be able to do. Yep. Um, yeah. It was just, it was, it was very surreal. Like I remember I joked, I would always joke when I started, like, so I'm a little older than most of my team members because it's an entry level position mm-hmm. and most people are just out of college yeah. first, like first or second job. You know, I'm 33. So I had, uh, you know, I've driven tow trucks. I've done some like greasy yeah. work, you know, yeah. and I'm like, I will literally just sweep floors. Like, I do anything to be here. I was like yeah. so grateful to be there. Yeah. Um, and I would say it all the time. People were like, I don't get that. Like, what are yeah. you talking about? Yeah. You know, yeah. but just being there and being accepted for what was, was just so, so powerful and so amazing. And, um, yeah, I, I, very quickly because of that, I started to like come into my own, you know, yeah. I started to have confidence and like, it actually made me see how people in my life really weren't supporting me. Like, Oh. It made me understand that, like, there's a difference between saying you support someone and asking someone what support looks like. Mm. It's so, that. so yeah. important, right? But also acknowledging that for yourself. Mm-hmm. That's just as hard, I feel like. To be able to, like, sit there and be like, no, this isn't what I need. And then yeah. just tell those people that you love, like, hey, I know you're trying, but this is actually what it looks like. It's mm. scary. Mm. And I had to have some really, really tough conversations with some of my, my family and, and friends and I was confident because of, you know, 80% of my waking hours were at a place that did acknowledge my identity mm-hmm. yeah. and it allowed me to, to, I think, really like have like the resolve to do it. Yeah. So I'm like, how could I have done that? How would that even look if I didn't have that safe space? Mm-hmm. Right. And most mm-hmm. people don't have the safe space. Yeah. Like there aren't enough. It's, it's like so important. We make more space, safe spaces, but um, yeah, I, I, since I've been there, I've really like grown into like, who I was meant to be and yeah. I become like an advocate for, you know, for change around um, just support for transgender folks as well as disabled folks. Um, I started like public speaking, mm-hmm. writing more, um, started modeling. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, been, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's been so yeah. cool. It's like all these different things I can use as like a platform to like tell my story, bring yeah. visibility to be a disabled transgender woman and also just show like, I'm just a normal person. Like everyone, yeah. like people can relate to like what I do, I feel like, especially the trans community, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think it's important that we all like share our stories so we can like build this, like this community, you know, this narrative, this community that like, we're all unique. We're all different. We're all just like, just people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's speaks to like the universe put you there, you know, like what, I I, I, I mean, thinking about that, it's just, I know. You know, talking about, like, you went in with a suit and you weren't feeling like it didn't feel right to you. Yeah. And then, like, you went in and you were, like, you had the confidence to be, like, let me call them right after I signed this and, like, set the deal straight. Like, it was a fresh start for you in, like, yeah. such a beautiful way. Yeah. Um, and how long ago was that at this point? A little over a year ago. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, my year was beginning of May. So this is beginning of June, middle of June now. So, wow. 13 months. That's, That's amazing. amazing. It's crazy. I'm a different person. It's, like, so wild. Yeah. It's so wild. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I want to touch on two things that you mentioned because I think they're very important. Um, the first was coming out. Yeah. I think that we forget that the transgender community also has to come out, but there's like a whole process after the coming yeah. out as well that happens. And I know that for lesbians, like particularly you come out and then people selectively forget that you <laughs> came out until you are like married or something. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh shit, you're gay. Um, <laughs> Stuff gets it all the time. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's just, I think it's important to remember that in terms of like the support that's needed and that it's not just like I came out and that's because I always say like we come out every day. Um, But even just like for the transgender community, the fact that you come out and then there's like a whole process um, after that in terms of transitioning where there's so much support that is needed because I can't imagine that it is, it it can be probably very difficult and you're going through a lot of um, just probably emotional transition yourself in terms of your identity. Mm-hmm. So I love that you brought that up. It was very eye-opening to me, and mm-hmm. I, I hope that it is eye-opening to our listeners in terms of the support um, that we should be providing to the transgender community yeah. um, in that sense. And then the second piece, which I think is so important around visibility, is you mentioned that you had like your first uh, interaction with uh, someone who was transgender and, and just watching uh things with transgender people in them and be like wow like is is that is that me um so i think that that's just so important in terms of the next generation seeing people who represent all walks of life um so that if they are ever questioning who they are who they love um they can they can see that like there there's somebody out there that's having the same thoughts of them as them somebody who's living a life that they imagine possibly living but kind of suppress that because it's not what they see as the norm i kind of have like a little question that follows that um did you grow up um with anyone around you mentioning the word transgender or anything around that sort or was it in the media and 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 meeting some transgender folks that you finally uh, like started seeing that yeah like how do you know what to search like where yeah yeah no that's a great question um <clears throat> so I, I knew that it existed only because of like media consumption. Yeah. And the unfortunate reality is, is especially in the <clears throat> excuse me, especially in the early '90s, like or the early mid '90s, most of the narrative around trans people were just terrible. I mean, yeah. there were movies that I loved growing up, but like when I think back about certain moments from that movie where there's some, you know, an issue with somebody who is trans, I remember like feeling really uncomfortable with when I saw like how people would react. To find mm. out that they were trans, like they were tricked or something, right? Yeah. Um, and then I remember thinking, like, oh, like that's not good. You can't. But, but I felt so weird. I was like, oh my god, like that's so fascinating to me. I'm like, that can really happen, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Movie as a kid, I didn't yeah. know. But um, so that was the first exposure I had to it. I didn't have, um, you know, I, I I had like some family members who were who were um, under the LGBT umbrella, but it, it was more for like sexual identity. Yeah. Um, not for gender at all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So then. Stumbling across it on the internet was like, I guess maybe like early 20s, you mentioned it before. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe like 20-ish, yeah, around there. Um, I still didn't, I don't remember if I even saw the word transgender. It was more just like somebody who the caption said like, was, you know, I don't remember how it was worded, but something yeah. not, not good, basically. Yeah. But I remember just being like, wait, really? Like... 
just kind of thinking like, oh, that's that was a dude, you know? It's like yeah, like, my mindset. Um, yeah. But like having that feeling, that fly, like butterfly feeling in my stomach, you know? Yeah. Like, mm. Oh, whoa! Like mm-hmm. really? And then you know, seeing that more and more because I just became more of a a normal thing to see on the internet, you know, yeah. as time went on, um, people talking about it. And I, you know, I don't remember when I started to like actually hear the word transgender and understand that's what it meant. Yeah. Um, I think it was when there was the movement to actually add it to the actual letters. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Was when I started to become more aware of it because like people were actually lifting that that up because it's existed forever basically, yeah. you know. But now people are just finally like bringing it to the forefront, talking about it. For sure. Um, yeah. So I guess more just like media, you know. And then yeah. the big thing actually was um, as much as I'm not really like. The biggest fan, um, I think Caitlyn Jenner's transition, um, or coming out at least, was really important just for visibility. Um, yeah. I have my thoughts about about her. and Same. You know? So I'm not going to get into that too much. Same. But yeah. it's still like, there was a conversation that happened in America, you know, especially yeah. because she was white. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And she was privileged. So yeah. the conversation happened. You know, she was like, this is before our time, but she was like an American hero, they say, right? right? Like she was a track star and like people looked up to yeah. her and like, were like idolized her as like, I want to be this, this guy, you know, yeah. as they would think, you know? So it was a big deal for a lot of older folks. Um, so I remember having a lot of conversations with people randomly that were like, Oh, what do you hear about, about Caitlyn Jenner? You know, yeah. people are older than me and I'm like, who cares? Like, you know, do you really like, mm-hmm. you know, it's just because it was such like, a, it like rocked their world. It was yeah. a new concept. Right. Like in hindsight, I totally get why it would be that way. Um, but it was good that the conversations were happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really important. Even if it was not in the ideal, you know, realm, it's like we'll take all the visibility we can get, especially yeah. especially early on. Oh, for um, sure. In fact, that's I think that's also one of the things that led to the conversation with my ex, because she like was like that just happened. She watched the Kardashians, and it was like yeah. on people's minds, you know. Yeah. So again, it's just I think it's so important to get the visibility out there, even if it's not necessarily like the ideal way, you know, we'll take any we can get initially. Yeah. But, you know, now that we have some traction, it's really important that we're making sure we're represented correctly. And I think it's starting to happen. I think, you know, more trans folks are starting to, to be able to like, you know, have a platform and be able yeah. to actually like have control of that platform. It's slowly, slowly happening. Yeah. Um, you're seeing a lot with like models, which is great. You're seeing more like trans actors. Yeah. Um, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think right now what's lacking is more um, visibility in, in like, non-celebrity spaces, though. You know, like, we need more, yeah. like, trans, like, CEOs. We need more trans, yeah. like, yes. you know what I mean? We yes. need more trans, like, mayors and, like, yes. and trans politicians and, you know. We just, Everyday we, people. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the celebrities are great for visibility and, um, you know, there's, like, a narrative you can weave, especially as a, as a celebrity being in the yeah. media. But, um you know, not everyone's going to be a celebrity. It's just the reality, right. you know? So, um, so yeah. So that's one of my goals too, is I really want to try to figure out how we can like get more trans space, friend, trans space, safe spaces or safe spaces in general um, yeah. into like just workplaces, everyday workplaces. Like how do we, how do I replicate like what I had for other people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and that's something I don't know yet. I'm trying to figure that out, but it's so important. You know, we need more of these spaces because the reality is, is there's so many young kids these days are now starting to think about gender mm-hmm. in ways that they wouldn't have before. And we're going to have a lot more trans people. And I, I, when I say that, I don't necessarily mean like within the binary, I just mean like more like gender nonconforming and, yeah. um, you know, other identities that we might, that we not, might not even be aware of yet that might come to fruition. 
And the world's not prepared for, for that. Nope. The workplace is not prepared for that, you know? So we got to figure out how we can um, bring them in safely, you know, so they can have like the best chance. They yeah, can sure. succeed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't mean to be a downer with my next question, but um, one of the things that we've um, touched upon in our, uh, in some of the episodes um, that we've done this month is um, I think Pride Month is a cause for celebration for a lot of rainbow flags everywhere. Um, but we can sometimes forget that there's still a lot of challenges that mm -hmm. the um, LGBTQ community goes through on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, and I think particularly the trans community. So I would love it if you could touch upon some of the challenges that you face in your everyday life um, as a, a trans woman. Um, for our listeners to like grasp and understand. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, I just, so everyone's like clear, right? I have like what they call passing privilege. So I've been transitioning for two years and for the most part, I hate that word, but it's just the word that's used. So I'm going to for now use it because it's easiest to describe. Um, so for the most part, when I'm out and about, like I get gendered correctly in terms of like mind and yeah. Um, it's usually when I start talking where people will start to like raise their eyebrows and look at me differently yeah. just because of my voice. Um, so because of that, I think I, I just want to preface by make, to make sure that like what I say isn't like the, the same experience for everybody. There's no, so many different intersections, right? Okay. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I, I really struggle with the idea that at any given moment, somebody could realize that I'm transgender and, and do something about it. I mean, even living in somewhere like the Bay Area, that's that's very progressive and yeah. for the most part accepting. Like, I still fear it all the time, you know. And then being disabled, I'm like, you can see my leg, like I'm an amputee, and I like I, I wear I show it off, like mm -hmm. it's who I am. That makes me even more vulnerable. Like these these like layers yeah. and layers where like if I'm out and about, I'm a target, and they don't think I'm trans at first, right? Yeah. They see me from a distance. They see this like little blonde girl walking around, yeah. and she's got one leg. You can take advantage of that very easily. Yeah. If they like try to do anything and figure out I was trans, like that could be it, you know? Yeah. And I think about that every time I'm out and about walking, especially as it gets dark. Mm. And I never used to think about that, you know, ever. Yeah. Um, and this is coming from someone who's like, has some privilege. I'm white. Mm -hmm. I'm like, have like passing privilege, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So think about like how much worse it is for the folks that like don't have that. Mm -hmm. They live in parts of the country that like you fear even during the daylight. Yeah. Like I can't imagine. Like I cannot imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really important, I think, that, um, you know, cisgendered folks, like, they need to start going out of their way to support the transgender community, mm -hmm. right? Like, yeah. it can't just be, like, you know, lip service, and it can't just be, like, oh, I know someone trans. Like, mm -hmm. you, just, you need to, like, defend, like, the trans community when you hear bad mouths, or when you hear, yes. when you hear, like, the hot, like, topic things that come, like, for example, the bathroom bills, right? Make sure you tell them why, like, what they're saying is actually not true. Like, it's, it's all yeah. myths that it's all based on in terms mm -hmm. of people get all worked up about it. Yeah. It becomes, like, almost like a, a witch hunt of a, of a kind, sort of, yeah. you know? Um, so being able to, like, stand up and say something is really, really, really important. Because it normalizes for the other people, too, right? Yeah. When they realize, oh, wait, am I actually wrong yeah. in saying this? Like, yeah, that's what they need to hear. That's huge. They, yeah. need, they need to hear it, you know? So, um, yeah. Thank you for... Um, for sharing that I think I think it's really important for people to understand and really to grasp that you should never have to fear walking home just because of your identity like you should never 
have to fear like living your life because of your identity. And the fact that we still have people going through that in even like progressive cities uh, or progressive areas like the like the Bay Area still means that we have so much more um, that we have left to to accomplish in terms yeah. of progress. And that it's not just the LGBTQ community that needs to work for that. It's it's everyone yeah. that has to work yeah. for that. It shouldn't just be in the hands of the LGBTQ community. And I would even say like, um, I think even just like queer, lesbian, gay folks like also need to do a better job of being allies to the to the transgender community. I, I don't think that we are the best allies to the yeah. transgender community and we can sometimes forget about the transgender community and overlook the violence that exists towards mm. um, that community and focus on the the oppression that occurs for us but not understand that there's like even higher levels of oppression that occurs yeah. for the transgender community. Yeah. Yeah. It's been interesting you say that too, because this campaign I just worked on <clears throat> for yeah. Lyft, you know, I worked with so many folks that were, you know, it was just their sexual identity, they were gay. Yeah. And um, they kept saying about like, well, I didn't realize that. Or like, mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, it's because, yeah, you know, it's not something that they would face every day. They haven't in a long time. So um, it was really cool to be able to like open their eyes yeah. to things and they were all you know, receptive, thankfully. Mm-hmm. But it just goes to show you that yeah. like, it's just like a lack of understanding, a lack of knowledge, a lack of awareness. Um, and we need to like get more of that out there. We need more folks that are like going to be willing to actually learn like what it means. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you don't understand it, that's okay. We just need you to support us. Yep. You know, yeah. that's the biggest thing. And I think you helping out with that came that campaign was so huge because, you know, I was even part of that where I learned a lot. Um, but I was hearing the same thing from like a lot of like straight folks and yeah. people at work and they were like, Oh my God. And then they go down a rabbit hole and they're like, they wanted to educate themselves. And I saw this like change in like yeah. uh, the department because that's who I worked with. And I got so happy because I'm like, this is what it needs to be like every single day. Yeah. It doesn't need to take a campaign to have to do this, but I'm grateful that this is like, to start for some people that yeah. I I genuinely felt like they were going to continue like using their privilege to help yeah. the transgender community. Um, so shout out to you for helping mm-hmm. us with that because that was that was super uh, huge. Yeah. You know, um, I was honestly just honored to be able to work on it. Yeah, to come full circle, like to be at a place that I like, had my I had my safe space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in a way, I like giving back also to the greater community. It was like seriously couldn't ask for a better absolutely yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, I kind of touched upon this earlier, but I want to get your point of view on this in terms of um, how you see the transgender community falling within the um, LGBTQ umbrella and whether um, you have felt inclusivity um, within that LGBTQ umbrella. Yeah. So I'll be honest, I have from my experience, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Um, I just know from being like active on the internet that that yeah. isn't always the case, mm-hmm. but in person, yes, I have. And I'm really grateful for that. Um, <clears throat> as far as like where we're at yeah. with like the, t- the letter T in that, right? <laughs> I almost, I mean, it's almost like there's like still like so much, so much to go for, for all of us, you know, yeah. but like we're finally like getting our like chance, like, you know, in yep. the spotlight. Um, yeah. and which is great. It's exciting. Um, but it's also scary because like, you know, so many things, other things are happening in the world. So it's like, it feels like in this moment that like 
things are pushing back so hard at a yeah. time where like we're right there. Um, and which is why it's even more important to like get support from the rest of like that train, like keep pulling, like keep pushing, like yeah. we really need y'all. Like if we like if we get cut off here, like it's not going to be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you know, I, I'm definitely I'm aware of some things I've read on the internet um, that exist within the community. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I mean, I've even heard things as terrible as you know we should not consider trans folks as part of the umbrella. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've read that. There's actually, that's actually an opinion. Yeah, really? Yeah. Um, which is wild, you know, um, and especially considering. I just don't understand. That. I, I, I don't either. I no, don't either. It's frustrating. The one thing I'll say about our like the community, when I say our community, I mean the LGBTQ community, yeah. is like we're such a great example of like celebrating our uniqueness and understanding like the different, like listening to the different people like talk about the intersections yeah. of like who they are. Mm-hmm. right um, we're almost like an example of what, what it's like to be accepting and like yeah. we can be example of like to the rest of the world so when i hear that mm-hmm. it breaks my heart because i'm just like wait like when i think of the lgbtq community i think of like togetherness and like we're strong together we have a community mm-hmm. and like we get knocked down we get back up every single time right yeah. mm-hmm. and we like listen to each other you know even if we don't at first we eventually do you know and yeah. to hear people like say that is like terrible you know um i know i think I think, um, in fact, just with this year in general for for um, Pride, I've been thinking a lot about this idea of like community because it's like yeah. you can sit here and talk about like what Pride means, and I think it means a lot. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a chance for us to like be loud and yeah. just say, hey, you know, we're still here, we exist. You yeah. know, um, we're not going to stop until there's equality for all. But I've been thinking a lot more about like the internal, like what it means, you know, mm-hmm. and this idea of community. How you know we do like have a chance to like listen to each other and make sure that we're like supporting each other and you know like for example what's going on with like trans women of color like it's it's terrible and like they've been on rooftops shouting so like we need to get up too (laughs) you know like it's not enough just to have like clearly their own voices is not enough you know so we need to make sure we're listening to each other and also like helping each other out um and and i think by doing this and i kind of touched on this it's like we're being an example to the rest of the world on like how what an inclusive like society looks like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I think in that sense and like, that it's possible. It's possible, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the world has a lot to learn from our community. And, yeah. I, and I say that like I'm not trying to say we're we're perfect mm-hmm. by no means, but we're forced our entire lives we've been forced to think about things that we were different for. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because of that it gives you a certain perspective. I think it's really important. I've never thought of it that way. And when you put it that way, I'm like, wow. We are kind of like that our community is the ideal, what I would love to see everyone be like, you yeah. know? So that's, that's beautiful. Uh, I'm going to hang on to that one. I that's love that. Great. And you just like answered the next question, which is like, what are you <laughs> reflecting on this one? Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I, like you got ahead of that. Yeah. So thank you. I, I think I have one more question, if, yeah. if you don't mind. Uh, you know, through your experience and your journey, um, what would you tell someone that may be questioning? And going, you know, not knowing where to start. And, like, what advice would you give them now looking back at everything? Um, is it hope? Is it look out for your communities online? You know, wh- what would you say? Um, yeah. Yes to all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I would say that d- don't do it alone. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really important. It's really important. You find you find your space, your community, and that can look like different things to different people at different times in your life. Even yeah. you know, a lot of kids, for example, are like 
the situation without adults yet. They, they can't yeah. break off and do their own thing. So find out where you can. Even if it's just a friend, just one friend, you know, that knows that you can be honest with and, and confide in. Um, or the internet. I mean, there are safe spaces on the internet that, mm-hmm. relatively safe spaces on the internet, no yeah. I think it's actually fully safe. Right. Um, that where you can actually start to like talk to other people that are in similar situations as you. Yeah. And you can just, you don't, you don't even interact. You can just read. You know, yeah. read their story. That's what I did at first. And it yeah. was like so powerful. Um, and there's and there's so much more visibility now than when I was when I was younger when I was yeah. when I was starting to like question this. So, um, getting involved any way you can. I mean, it could be even your local LGBT center. I have mm-hmm. support groups. I went to a support group early in my transition. It's really good for me. Yeah, really good. Not even talk. I just show up. You know, just listen. Super yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> you know, looking like a dude dressed woman's clothing. You know, <laughs> like but like everyone else was like there as themselves, and it was yeah. just like I realized very quickly, like okay, cool, like yeah, oh, yeah. weird. I can interact with people, and it's great. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, so anywhere you can find that is really important, and just you know, don't give up. I mean. There are so many resources out there. I mean, there's like Trevor Project, for example, if you're like having any, you know, questions or you're actually struggling with, with, you know, moving on and going on with your life. Like yeah. there are people you can talk to that will be there in a second for you. Mm-hmm. Um, trans Lifeline is another great one. It's run by trans folks, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like seriously, there's so many resources out there. Like use them. They're yeah. there for a reason. They have your best interests at heart. Like they want, they want to see you flourish. We all want to see you flourish. Yeah. So like, yeah. You know, just hang in there. It will get better. But just surround yourself with people that will take care of you, that will look after you. And even if it means, like, that's going to be for them the road where you can make the changes you want, like, mm-hmm, yeah. just be patient. And, you know, in that time, in that space where you're patient, like, use it as a time to, to like, reflect on what it means to be you. You know, mm-hmm. like, build a foundation mm-hmm. so you know when you start to transition that you know who you are, right? Because yeah. you can still reflect on those things without having to start transitioning. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um you know, meditation is something that changed my life and I mm-hmm. recommend it to just about anyone. Yeah. So any way thing you can do to like cultivate that like self-awareness, I think would be really, really important. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. And then my, my last question is, um, have you driven a tow truck since? <laughs> I have not. <laughs> no. Listen, no. I want to know. No. That's amazing. That's so cool. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think yeah, that's awesome. Cool. It was a cool job. I, <laughs> I think I hopped in the truck. I want to say like right before I left, but I wasn't like it wasn't as Nicole. You know, my hair didn't get longer, but it was like mm-hmm. you yeah. Know, and I just it was actually funny. I had my I remember I had my nails painted, and I went to go. Uh, change someone's tire and like the lady saw it. I remember she was staring at me. She was like me mugging my hands. Like it was like really? I was just glaring at me and she was older, you know? Yeah. I'm like, oh wow, I never actually thought I'd have to worry about like yeah. you know. And it made me realize that at that moment, like especially like wow, this is like this would be a really tough job to do transitioning. Yeah. And actually I know of folks through just the internet. I have, you know, through my, my Instagram account I have like people I follow that follow yeah. me back and I know some folks who are like truck drivers and transitioning and I'm like more power to you like, that's amazing seriously yeah. y'all are like incredible yeah alright let's do action items how can we be better allies mm-hmm. to the transgender community mm-hmm. uh, I didn't touch on that but yeah yeah list it out at the end for people no so totally are. yeah no it's important I mean I mentioned it before and I'll mention it again is you know go out of your way to learn about the trans community you know look online and there's some amazing resources like Glad has a really good resource mm-hmm. to yeah. learn like the basics about what it means to be trans, yeah. the different terminology. Um, you know, don't be afraid to ask questions. You know, yeah. especially if you know somebody in your life that's trans. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you'd be respectful about it, obviously. But right. um, you can ask them, like, "Hey, do you mind if I ask you questions?" And yeah. they'll tell you. you yeah, know? and most of them will because we want awareness. We want people to understand. Yeah, yeah. especially if they're coming from a place of like 
wanting to do better and yeah. learning. Yep. Um, and the biggest thing I think is speaking out, you know, fight for us. You know, mm-hmm. if you hear, you know, people say things or people joke about things, I mean, perfect example lately. I mean, it's not as big right this second, but that face swap app or that filter on mm-hmm. it's what a great opportunity to talk about yeah. something mm-hmm. like that. Right. Yeah. Because every time that's used, it's generally looked at as like, it's funny or it's fascinating. It's mm-hmm. interesting. And like, mm-hmm. First off, so many like baby eggs are cracking from that app. I can yeah. promise you, like no question. <laughs> but like that being said, like you know, when 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 somebody laughs at something like that, why is that funny? Yeah. Right? Like there's somebody that's like waking up every day dealing with dysphoria, dealing with like not looking the way they want to look. Yeah. And that's funny to you to just like you know change your your gender through an app and like yeah. like what about that's funny you know when you why i mean i'm not like criticizing i'm just asking yeah. like yeah. why you yeah, know yeah. so yeah. any opportunity to talk about gender i think is really important and most people don't want to the reality mm-hmm. is you know yeah but educating people and just defending you know the trans community when you hear it i think it's, it's really important i think that's awesome i love it how can we be better allies to the disabled mm. that's a good one it's a really good one. I'm actually trying to figure that out myself because like there's so many, there's like a huge spectrum of, mm-hmm. of disabled folks and yeah. I'm definitely more on like the side that's able, like I'm able to get around pretty easily. Yeah. Um, I don't have great tips for mm-hmm. you. The biggest thing that I, I think people don't realize is like accessible spaces. Like mm-hmm. people, yeah. why would you think about it? You think, right. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you, you get along and, and, walking for example such a normal part of our brain and how we move we, we've done it since at such a young age like why would you ever think about like well yeah. it's gonna be tough getting in here because these stairs unless it's like a huge flight of stairs and you're just out of shape that's like a whole different story yeah. of course i went to this um this is i should be careful how i say this mm-hmm. for the 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 media event we did in new york, in new york city for for mm-hmm. lyft so first off new york city in general is not a very accessible city it's right? not and i didn't notice until i moved to san francisco yeah. and i see yeah. how yeah. much accessibility yep yeah. um, how much more accessible the spaces are exactly 100 percent. and i thought about it every time i went somewhere in new york i was there for a week and i'm going back and you know there were places that didn't have elevators you know all that was designed before the ada so it makes sense but mm-hmm. um it's really tough and you know the, the space we held the event at when i got there i realized like from the beginning, like the entryway to where the actual party was, was like a flight of like five or six stairs. Mm. And I didn't ask if there was another entrance because like I can do stairs. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm just a little bit slower. And, and this is, I think important to say too, is like, I also didn't want to like miss out on everyone walking up and down the stairs too. It was like, into yeah. this, like the way it was set up was really cool. And like, you don't want to like, I want to be part of that. I want to walk down with yeah. people back and forth. And, mm-hmm. and so I didn't even stop to ask if they had anything. And I, I have a feeling they might've had something, but my point is, is I guarantee that event wasn't, you know, planned yeah. out of malice, you know, yeah. at all. Yeah. It's just like, why would you think about that? Yep. Yeah. You know, why would that be a priority? And in, in the moment I was like, oh, this is kind of ironic. Like one of the spokespeople here is like disabled and it wasn't, it wasn't, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it didn't, it didn't really didn't bother me. I just, I just noticed it, you know, yeah. and I think it's trying to be more mindful of those mm-hmm. things moving around. Like how would I, how would I like access this if I, if I was disabled, you know? Yeah. Um, is, it's probably good practice to be in for everyone. Be honest with you. 100%. Yeah. And I'll tell my Lyft folks I heard that. I'm not mad at you, I promise. <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> no, it's, all, it's all love here. Yeah. You know, it's, it's truth, and you know, I appreciate it. You know, I'm in the event space, so that's something that I definitely 
uh, want to keep in mind always moving forward. I, I actually being in New York, we're both from New York. Like that used to piss me off in subways yeah. when I'd see like long stairs, and I'm like, how are disabled people supposed to get? Like, what do you yeah. what do you do? Yeah. I actually never thought about that until I went to um, an accessibility week talk at work, mm-hmm. um, and someone talked about the fact that um, their mom has MS and has to be on a motorized wheelchair. And um, they talked about the fact that a lot of restaurants, they have to call before and ask about what the entrance situation is like, but even the restrooms, like, do you mm-hmm. have a, a, a restroom that is, like, accessible? Where is it? How wide is it? Because yeah. they even talked about the fact that when someone's, like, in a manual wheelchair, you can always, like, maybe lift that person up and mm-hmm. carry them in. Not ideal, but you can do that. But when you're on a motorized wheelchair, it's so heavy yeah. that, like, you can't. And yeah. there's, like not a ton of apps or things that can signal to you like hey this place is accessible and so there's just like it even adds more work to be able to go out and do things where like you'll be like oh let's go to this restaurant down the street let's try this place whereas for some folks it takes a lot of planning ahead because mm-hmm. you want to make sure that you can at least even use the restroom yeah yeah there. you know as we're talking about this another thing i thought about like a thing you can do too to be more aware is like on your social media <clears throat> um feeds and channels follow people yeah, there's plenty of influencers mm. that are like disabled in different yeah. parts of the spectrum. That's a good suggestion. Or trans, like add more color into your like, well, yeah. you know, into your into your circles. You know, I try to be pretty active with that myself because I yeah. need to make sure, like, I want to know what other people are like, yeah. with like within my community, especially. You know, it's really important, um, and it's actually been opening for me too to to see a lot of people are really very candid and vulnerable about what they experience mm-hmm. each and every day, getting ready, you know, being disabled and having to you know go out and navigate the world. Um, it's it's I think it's really important that we, it's a way for us to like listen without having to even ask questions, which is really cool. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned that because I was just thinking about, uh, about that and just surrounding yourself around different people, yeah. different walks of life, yeah. um, because that's when you learn the most, Absolutely. right? You, yeah. When you find a connection or when that you're exposed to that, you're just like, this conversation I'm going to, you know, I'm going to remember for the rest of my life and I'm going to practice all the things we talked yeah. about. Like, that's just the type of person I am. And I know there's a lot of people out there that take pride in that. And so I think what we're doing here just goes to say that, like, beyond surface talk makes change. Yes. Yes. So. And action. And action. Takes change. Yes. So, yes, yes. You can have different people from all different walks of life in your life, but don't just take, get back, like, advocate. Yes. Be in that life. Yes. Yeah. Please. 100%. Yeah. Are we good with the question? The last, no, last last. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Is, All right. I'm good. How can people connect with you online? Oh, yeah. Like on Instagram. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, just my name, Nicole Scarlato, which is a weird spelling, I know. It's, uh, we'll put it in the Okay, cool. Yeah. And I see L-E-S-G-A-R-L-A-T-O. For you, I can like type fast. Very cool. Very cool. I'm, I'm a one of a kind, so I was able to get to add my name on Instagram. Which That's is great. amazing. Yeah, yeah, I know That's it's like so great. rare these days. I know. That's great. Um, yeah, and I'm like pretty active on there. So if anyone has questions for me, feel free to like message me, and reach out. Like happy to seriously. Yeah, Just make the world a smaller place. Absolutely, yes. I love that. Yes, yes. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, we really you. appreciate. It. Thank you for being vulnerable with us yeah. and like sharing your story. I know that our listeners are gonna go freaking bananas over this um so i can't wait to share um but yeah that's all i got thank you very much thanks so much i mean so much fun until next time peace